This is the Sanam S4 podcast brought to you by Sanam S4, the go-to people for success in the world's fastest growing economies. Season 3, School Counseling in the Time of Coronavirus, Episode 1. Today we have with us Ms. Shika Vidge, Career and College Counselor at Step-by-Step School, Noida. Ms. Shika has 11 years of experience and she also won the Counselor of the Year Award, which was presented to her at the IC3 conference in 2019. The Step-by-Step School is a private school with over 2,200 students. The school runs three curriculums, CBSE, IGCSE, and the IB program. The majority of its students seek out higher education opportunities in India and or abroad. Welcome, Mishika. We are honored to have you here with us today. Hi, Ruth, and thank you for having me here. So I'll start with the first question that I have for you today. Um, In an interview that you took with Outlook India, you had mentioned that financial aid and security were ranked as the highest concerns for parents when choosing a school. Have these priorities changed since coronavirus? I would say that these priorities have become even more important since coronavirus, both financially because the status of parents in terms of job market, the dollar uh, going down, you know, everything is changing. So it's more important to have financial aid. In in fact, increasingly the sessions that I'm having with parents talk about uh, the prospects of financial aid in a future and more so about security. Uh, You know, there are some universities in the UK who are still having in-person session. Uh, Parents have increasingly uh, started factoring in sending their kids off to places where they have relatives. Something that I never thought, you know, was a big factor. Uh, Now more so I've realized that a lot of my students who did not have on-campus housing, who were leaving their PGs because of the cost, were moving in with their relatives. So yes, security, having people who you know around and financial aid become even more important now than they were before. Also since coronavirus, have you noticed a reduction in the number of students planning to study abroad? Definitely, there have been changes in numbers. I would not say that everybody has shelved their plans. People who've planned this for this for years, who've, you know, um, had a college fund, had taken care of the finances. Uh, Parents are still wanting their kids to go abroad. Um, But there is an increasing worry, uh, you know, amongst parents, especially those who I've heard of people who've lost their jobs, whose businesses have gone. So, yes, plans have changed. They have have been shelved. India is suddenly now seeing more applicants in the private university sector as well. But yes, there is still an aggressive interest in planning to apply abroad. Um, Have you noticed any changes in the subjects that they are choosing or their destinations of choice? Increasingly, the destinations are being redecided. I remember having a student in the last batch who was so keen on going to the UK, uh, got into his dream university, and suddenly I have an email asking, I'm a little worried, should I be going, should I not be going? A lot of interest in uh, Singapore or closer home universities like Japan because of the 
ease of flights and you know also even in the US you know parents are looking at destinations which have direct flights like the New York or California so that is happening destinations are being changed i have seen a lot of in terms of subject it's a funny thing i have seen a lot of interest in uh, studying epidemiology or biology of it but more or less uh, students have stuck to their original career plans it hasn't really changed this is for the kids who may be going into 10th going into 11 who thinking of biology as an option you know considering the amount of research that will be done in health but yes destinations have been impacted uh, one very interesting fact about destinations is also parents this has always been the case parents preferring places where you know there is post study work visa but now even more so because they feel that they're shelling out a big amount for an education which may be online for them for some time at least and you know so they are looking to have that investment and that you know the st- student will be able to stay back and study post uh, their graduation so that is becoming an interesting uh, factor in choosing a destination As we know most education has now shifted online and it will continue to be online for many at least the beginning of the next study period how do students and parents feel about studying higher education online so the mixed feelings uh, blended is here to stay we are going to have in person and online i mean you and i have moved to online meetings we would prefer now in future to avoid the traffic and everything and have online meetings so you know parents and students have also adopted to the idea and i was speaking to some of my students and they said a lot of lectures even in the past used to be blended uh, because say the faculty was researching in another part of the world they would have a pre-recorded session or a live session but yes uh, the one uh, catch there is that parents are feeling the pinch uh, of the fact that they pay maybe the same fee or um, you know for a education which is not going to have an on campus experiences on campus experiences are very very important especially when you're going to abroad to study a major you know say if you're in a stem major you would want to experience the lab you want to have a collaborative project you want to meet people from different parts of the world diversity and uh, culture exchange is part of any any good education so that is something that parents are feeling but uh, you know i have seen the students are continue to be aggressive uh, they want to go abroad i have had a student in the morning who questioned me ma'am how long do you think this online will last and nobody has an answer not the university not me but they have uh, adapted to the mixed model so have a lot of schools pan india so uh, it is here to stay uh, the main factor being the cost sometimes being equal to what you would get for an uh, in person experience okay so at step by step school you offer cbse igcse and ib so what differences do you notice the students who are studying the different boards and their higher education choices a big question for a lot of parents is what board and which board will offer say more advantages to their child if they are looking at an education in india or abroad we have to understand the board is dependent here on the learner which is the student 
what kind of learning do they enjoy and many times students come and tell me they would prefer to go in for an ib board because they feel that is a very um, uh, experiential board and um, you know i have to explain it to them that it is not going to be an easier board because it's an exper- experiential board yes you will have research yes you will have projects yes there will be a cas there will be an essay as well but it is a board which is very rigorous in itself so just by thinking that cbse is a very rote learning mode that's a incorrect way of thinking cbse has a lot of higher order thinking it does have a prescribed curriculum thereby you get more leeway definitely in an ib or an igcse curriculum but there also you have things that you need to work within the framework of you know there has to be a framework that the child needs to follow it cannot be that the answers are completely out of textbook so first and foremost the parent and the student need to understand that the choice of board depends on the kind of learner that i am am i somebody who enjoys research am i somebody who sticks to high value of referencing ib is definitely the board for me interestingly there you know teachers feel that cbse stem is very very difficult which is rightly so so the math level is not easy in cbse also So there are questions like, um, am I comfortable with a calculator? You know, because these are the things which are very important. Uh, so the boards, in sense, depends on the kind of learner that I am. The education choices depend on the kind of learner that I am. An IB board is not an automatic ticket to a um, international university. It is definitely going to give you an edge in terms of learning how to research, not plagiarize, you know, those kind of things. But CBSE kids do exceptionally well when it comes to. Uh, admissions abroad similarly ib kids um, you know they go to private universities in india and they do very well there as well so no way is your board an impediment or a hurdle to your studying abroad it's actually how you perceive the board how you learn yes one thing is there that universities want to see a rigor of the curriculum and you can show that rigor in many ways even in cbsc through projects you know so things like that so that is important it's basically how much you invest in your education in cbsc or ib that matters not the fact that you're taking a particular board and it will lead you to um, you know a certain way so that is something that people need to keep in mind i do believe that ib teaches excellent ethics in terms of research having said that uh, you know cbsc is also including a lot of different kind of educations you have work experience this that the other to bring in you know world class education to the children but one thing difference that i've noticed is that parents think that if you are cbsc you are bound to stay in india uh, that is not correct information even a cbsc kid i've seen cbsc kids get fantastic admissions you know so it depends on the kind of learner you are how much time have you invested in your profile that is very very important and um, if you're the kind of student who think that rote learning is what cbsc is all about that's absolutely incorrect cbsc does have projects increasingly in their grade 11th and 12th which allow kids uh, to think interestingly today i had a student call me up for a cbsc project interview and such insightful questions she had for a sociology project you know so it depends on the child completely let's um 
step away more to your personal, you know, professional life. And could you explain to me what is your biggest challenge that you face as a counselor? Okay, so one of my biggest challenge that I feel is talking to parents about rankings. I often feel that parents come unprepared in, front, uh, in terms of research. They have no idea about the different rankings that exist um, and how the rankings are calculated. I often ask students, have you really thought about the method in which rankings was done? And that seems to hit a chord with the student, but it's difficult to convince the parents. Um, I understand their perspective. They want to really feel that, you know, they have a return of investment. However, I feel that education is not about that. Um, I've often seen somebody who was so perfect for a small liberal arts college, dying to get into that big school that they'd be completely misfit in. So they need to do their research well and they need to get over the rankings factor. Sometimes they're asking for scholarships in universities, which historically, you know, if you do a trend analysis, have the rankings, but have never been some, uh, you know, in, encouraging enough for international students to get those scholarships. It's very difficult to get them to think about a right fit, a match university where their child will grow, you know, and to move beyond rankings. Another challenge that I really see is that there is a mismatch or not understanding of the child's potential vis-a-vis -vis the aspiration. It could be in terms of a career choice that the child made, you know, it could be that they were totally in for liberal arts, they were such a thinker, they had the right questions, descend, understanding of diversity, but they were being pushed to get into STEM spaces. Uh, like, you know, literally push to fail. You know, you see it happening as a college counselor in front of your eyes and there's only so much that you can do about it. So that's one thing. And sometimes there is a mismatch of aspiration in terms of uh, what the child's capabilities are in, uh, in terms of achieving a college and what the parent wants. So these are some of the challenges that you face. It always helps if the student understands themselves and they have their insight or they have the uh, ability to introspect. Those things help you. So I really feel we need to, to get over the ranking rut and we need to understand our children better, you know, to help them uh, find the right profession that they're going to be probably working at for the next 50 years of their life. Let's get to the last question and we can wrap up our time together. Can we take a step ahead in time and could you advise what are the skills that will make students ready for 2025? Okay, so the burning question today that we see happening across the world is about diversity in terms of so many things that's happening, whether it's the Black Lives Matter or rights of a certain community. So I feel it is very, very important to nurture students, you know, to talk about these issues in classes. You know, it's heartening to see when students actually think and move beyond uh, the regular discussions and talk about these issues. I have many students who are brave enough and insightful enough to talk like this. So that's very, very important because what is an education all about? It's about growing not just uh, in terms of your academic skills, but also in terms of who you are, you know, as a person, your character is very, very important. I always tell my students, you know, to when they're working on their essays or when they're working on their uh, profiles to be honest I always tell them that it is my responsibility to work on their character as well and uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to sign on anything which I don't feel is honest so it's very important that we teach them integrity honesty the ability to understand uh, diversity and assimilate 
and also cultural nuances kids when they go there they need to adapt to the different culture requirements that are there it's very difficult if you um, do not have the flexibility to grow beyond that's culture um, is a, is a big factor you know so your eq comes in here and i feel that we need to nurture kids in this area whether by way of engaging them with a community project or simply having them you know in covid times maybe work with their parent in their enterprise for home so we need to develop independent thinkers one thing that i really feel indian students need to work on is their um, independent life skills uh, in terms of taking care of things small things so we need to encourage that independent thinking to be able to cook for themselves when they are sick to be able to manage an independent show budgeting very very important you know especially if you're going to a country where there's not going to be a, a on campus accommodation how do you budget your life what are you going to be eating Uh, that's very important and i feel one thing that students really need to learn is the art of communicating some of the emails that they write to me are scary and appalling so it's important that we teach them how to write how to be respectful and courteous and to be able to you know um, do your own independent research whether it's your colleges whether it's uh, the pg that you're looking at often uh, for certain uh, universities which have say six halls or dormitories they'll ask me which one should i choose it's for you to decide which one you want to choose you know you need to go online see which is offering what what fits for you so i feel those are the skills that we definitely definitely need to encourage i also talk to students about you know different things such as substance abuse consent these are important issues that we need to talk to our students about those are definitely skills you know that we need to be prepared for especially when they're moving to another country and they need to adapt on so many verticals there it's a lot um you have a your job is very very broad and you know more than just academics and colleges i'm sure it's very challenging and also quite rewarding thank you so much for your fabulous insights shikha thank you for joining us today thank you so much thanks for coming and i hope we can catch up again soon This episode was powered by Manic Pod.